from the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? Jesus Jones, who's this? DJ Shadow. Uh, I kind of like it. For some reason, as soon as I heard the beginning of it, once I heard the beat, I was like, all I hear is uh, Ice Cube. Yeah, Compton. Was- it was like the same beat that they had used in uh, from Compton. Kind of- Sorry. Big and Wild Outdoors, hour number three. Braden, Vince, Bill, and Slick uh, over there DJing for us this morning. Love the glasses, the little lights on him. It was so cool. Uh, and on the phones, he held through the break. I don't know how, but uh, Mike, you have an iron will, my friend. Thank you for calling the show. What's going on, my friend? Well, of course, uh, I just got called a Mizark. I don't know what that was about. Oh, Yo, see, a Mark. See, a Mark. I know. See, Mark he gets out. it. Yeah, Mark out. Like, yeah. I, look, mm-hmm. thank you for getting it, Mike. Thank well, you. What is that? Is that? Oh, a- now he's speaking Carney. I know where he is. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea what, what in the world is even going on here. Thanks. But- thanks. I know where you're a fan of, Mike. Thank you. So what's going on, my friend? <clears throat> so uh, quite a few years ago, probably about 10 years ago, I was working in uh, Varenko over off of uh, Bloomingdale, Bloomingdale East. Right. And, uh, working on customer's house and they had one of those retention ponds back there and literally there was two nutria back there had a den set up and the people in that neighborhood were feeding them they Feed considered them. them they're like their neighborhood pet i'm like you realize that's a rat and invasive species right and they shoot them people, and eat them in louisiana that's no right. way Pe- that's my pet people will feed anything oh it's so cute and cuddly well, exactly. I think I think it's because, and you know, I'm not throwing everybody under the bus, but a large majority of them, you know, when they move down here, this is a wonderland. This is a wonderland of creatures that they've true. never seen before. You know, iguanas in the trees, pythons in the water, nutrias around the pond, gators over there, uh, pink birds for heaven's sakes, deer, white birds for heaven's sakes. Uh, you know, and I think that they look at it and they don't know what they're doing. I had a, a go around with these idiots on uh, social media about this that picture of them feeding the manatees uh, back in the old days. A guy that was that professor or whatever up there in Homosassa, he's dead now. But, you know, the controversy, half the people are saying that's an illegal activity and the other half are saying, no, it was at a rescue place. I go, well, that's not in the picture. It's given the wrong impression. And so for right. these people out there not knowing that they're nutrients, what did they think they were? Did they think they were like beavers or something? What? I, I think so. I think I think like you said, they're Yankees. They didn't know it. they didn't know any better. I had another one where I was in Sun City Center, and an old lady was sitting by by a, a pond, and she was feeding the gators raw chicken. Sure. And and I walked over and I'm like, man, you realize that when you don't show up with the chicken and there's a kid there, that gator is going to attack the kid thinking it's supposed to have chicken. No, they're not aggressive. I'm like, okay. You know, now on something like that, Bill George, I hate to sound petty, but could, I mean, Mike, he could call and report that to the FWC. Wait, you need to turn his mic on, Slick. He's not. Oh. Go ahead. Slick was amateur hour again? Yeah. All right. 
<laughs> so yes, that would, and it, you very much should call FWC anytime you see anybody feeding, especially an alligator. That is that is so bad because that is a creature that will ultimately uh, is highly probable going to end up getting a person or something or a dog, some snatched off of the leash. I mean, right off, right off the uh, person's hand is walking. Yeah, it, it, now, now, you know, Michael, you know this as well as I do. You've lived here all your life. I mean, you know, Mrs. Jenkins out there with you know Pookie, uh, you know, chicken lady uh, hasn't been there for three days, and all of a sudden. They just associate that two-legged thing with the thing and the thing and that other thing, and I'm going to eat that thing, and and, yep. and it's gone. Yep. And now, you know, Mrs. Jenkins is not going to show up and go, oh, I am so sorry. I've been feeding him chicken, and it's my fault. And you think she's going to fess up to all that crap? No. 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 Well, <laughs> the worst part was that she was sitting on a bench right next to the sign that says, do not feed the alligator. Oh, oh yeah. Sure. Yeah. I, growing up on Lake Seminole, I told you this story before. We had a lady right down the street. Every other month, she had a different dog. She was walking her dogs on the the pond bank. We had one ten foot gator in there, and every month she had a new puppy. And once he knows where food is at, you Gone. think he, he's going to stay right there? He's not he going. He never anywhere. went anywhere. No. I mean, of course, he's got but, free food. Yeah, free and, food. And the thing is, this you think you're helping that alligator or something like that. <laughs> That is a death sentence to that alligator. There is no rehab. There is no nothing. No, that alligator will be removed. It it will never be a wild alligator in the wild ever again. Yeah, Mike, it's all your fault. So well, my friend, I told Thanks, you Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all have a good day. All right, man. See you later. See you, bro. Keep up the good fight, my friend. You know, I, I hate to make it, you know, in this day and age where you're either a, a Karen or a Ken, or uh, you know Kevin, or whatever name they come up with you when you do that kind of stuff. But I, you know, I'm not going to hate the fact that when if I'm out on the Fort DeSoto Pier, and I see people that uh, are sticking snook and undersized grouper and everything else into a cooler, that drives me nuts. I, I'm going to report that to the FWC. And like you said, Bill George, they may not be able to send a guy out there that day, and they may not be able to send that guy out there tomorrow. But if enough people make those reports from the same location, they got to get somebody's butt there sooner or later. Yeah. And uh, and I think it's like anything else. If you got a neighbor who Mrs. Jenkins is out feeding uh, an alligator chicken every other Friday or every yeah. other day, then if if twenty five people are calling going, this lady is out here feeding these dang alligators, somebody's gonna get killed. There, there's gonna be some. If I see a guy and he's fishing. With a rod and a reel, and he puts a pinfish in his ba- his bucket, and he puts in you know some other non popular fish in there, and then he puts a small red or snook in there. Chances of me calling or nothing, because I know he's just trying to catch something for the table. You know, he is just taking anything he can, pinfish whatever, in order to have something for dinner. Well, you gotta- I'm not gonna make that call. You but got. You, you got to remember. I, I'm going to argue with this one because you have a lot of folks that are here that are either from a foreign nation, or they're not from here. And I told you the story about it. At, I almost gave up my spot. Uh, <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> where there was a family that had come back from a wedding or whatever, they were dressed to the nines, and every single species that they caught went into the bucket. I don't care if it was a ladyfish. I don't care if it was a small sand shark. I don't care if it was a trout. I don't care if it was a pinfish. I don't. They kept it all because they didn't catfish, know. Catfish, whatever. They did not know. 
Uh, so they threw it all in there. And I said, what are you going to do with all these fish? Oh, we're going to make a paella. And I was like, with those? Okay. Hey, just Enjoy that well, diarrhea. Hey. Go ahead and have a good old time, man. I mean. People used to say the same thing about ribs and chicken wings. Now you pay out the wing yang for them. But the problem, like, I know what you're saying, though, but they, they don't know. But not knowing is not an excuse either. Not knowing is not an excuse. I can't go and go and catch something somewhere else and expect, oh, you can't keep these uh, giant uh, Chinook uh, salmon this time of year or whatever. I mean, yeah. I, how do you not smart enough? You're going to go do it. That's not be the phone call that's going to make my list of, of me taking the time to report somebody. There is, I see a bunch of people going in there and abusing and, you know, keeping way over a limit, way over something like that, keeping Of species. a targeted species? Is that what well, you're no, saying? I'm I just mean, saying it, narrow it down for me. If you're out there just doing it not for, to put food on your table, okay, and, and what I call reasonable, you know, that, them people who are catching thousands of pounds of fish, they ought to be, they ought to be locked up, okay? But, but, but I'm on, not going to be that. But the way I look at somebody who's feeding an alligator is this. You're leaving a loaded gun on the bank, just waiting for the wrong person to stumble along. Or creature it, or it, dog it, it, or pet. Yes. Yeah. You are leave, leaving something that, that is a, a potential hazard. And I'll call on somebody who's feeding an alligator any day. So you'll call somebody feeding an alligator, but you won't call for somebody taking an illegal-sized snook or a redfish or a trout that we can't keep? No. Not if, not if I feel that it is what like I call non-abusive. If I, you can't, you can't, I, you can't I, tell somebody else, though, that they yeah. have to follow the law, but that you feel that guy is okay if it's... I'm not that, that's, breaking the law by not calling. It's like calling. the numbers, man. That is yeah. true. He's I'm not, not breaking, he's not breaking the, law the law by not calling. No, no, no. You're not breaking the law, but you can't excuse one person for breaking the law and then go after somebody else. I understand you're, you're sitting there thinking that... Uh, and it would be a hard... Cho- I'll be honest with you. It'd be a hard choice for me. If I saw... That group of kids, those those teenagers that are going down with their fishing rods and their tackle boxes, and they're really working hard at what they do, and they're riding back up the street, and they've got two uh, 12 or 14-inch redfish on a stringer hanging from the handlebars, uh, chances of me calling the FWC are, are going to be pretty slim to none because I know that that's going to go straight to the, the table. They're going to yeah. eat that. Now getting thrown under the hypocrisy bus, you know, being the guy who's going to go, well, Mr. Law and Order, why aren't you calling the FWC on those kids, you know, and that kind of thing like that. And you go, well, you have to look at it from a kid's point of view. Chances are they don't even, they're they're not required to have a license. They don't need a license. They got a short thing. They're doing all that stuff. They're underage anyway, and they probably don't know. So what are they going to learn from this, their dad or their mother or somebody? But somebody should at least stop the kids and tell them, say, hey, look, boys. Yeah. I see you got the two fish. They're undersized. I have done that. I've I done have, that as well. I've done that where you got a kid fishing next to you, and he pulls yeah, and it up, takes the hook out, throws a bucket in, and you go, hey, man, you know, that's undersized. You know, you're really not legally allowed to keep that. And they give you, and they go, well, we're gonna, I'm going to eat that. And you're like, okay. I'm, I mean, and I, you, know, I mean, and that, then you what, got the parents wondering why you're talking to their kids. Well, well the well, dad needs to step up and teach his kids how to fish and not well, be a, a moron yeah, either. Gonna so. get, if you're going to get in my face over that, then just get I, ready I mean, to roll yeah. around on the concrete because, I, I mean, I, that's BS. I'd be like, dude, your son just, you know, I tried to be a nice guy. He's got a 12 or 14-inch red in there. It's illegal to keep. If I wanted to be a jerk about it, I'd be dialing my cell phone number with FWC and do a live feed with you on Facebook. 
I mean, you know, I'm just I, I'm, tell, I'm just informing you, bro. I'm uh, with you on that though, but like I said, you can't, Bill. You can't really just say, "Oh, well, I'm going to be selective." Of What's who good I for call. one is not good uh, for the uh, other I, kind of deal. Yeah, I am selective. Well, you got to understand. I, I got to defend Bill he's, on this he, one. Because they're within my slot limit of allowance. I, I got to get defend him because I know that there are FWC guys out there who have walked up on people that have undersized trout or redfish on their little hibachi grill. And they're cooking them right then and there. So what do you do? Do you okay. write them a citation or do you say, hey, look, I understand you're going to eat those fish. But understand that those are undersized and it is illegal and I can write you a citation for this if I wanted to. Okay. So it's more of a, there is as discretion. they say, a learning uh, curve I, on that. There is discretion. Yes. Of course there And is. that's what he's saying. I have a question for you, Slick. Okay. All right, so you're going to call and report every violation you see, Oh, right? I'm not calling FWC at all, so that was okay. the thing. <laughs> <Let's just laughs> my, my, my thing is... <laughs> look, I'm just trying to stop the hypocrisy it. altogether. I'm <laughs> like, look, man, that's you and you, all right? right. If you're at a party and you see some people break out some uh, marijuana and they start smoking God, it, you're so old. And, and uh, okay, whatever you want to call it today. A J. Okay. Okay. Are you going to call the cops and report every one of those people for... No, because uh, that's not my place. Oh, oh. It's not your place. <laughs> I, uh, look, hey, at I least am, I'm staying I'm staying level across the board. Yours is looking like your heart rate monitor right now. It's up <laughs> and down and up and down. No, I, I don't agree with every law. I try and change laws I don't agree with. I try not to... That is true. I try not to personally violate the laws which are sometimes hard sometimes, with the exception of uh, my, my speeding. Um, not, not in residential neighborhoods. <laughs> no, here we go. Here's the disclaimer. <laughs> the caveats. I, sp- I speed, but not between the oh, streets uh, of blah, 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 yeah, and blah, yeah, blah, blah. Yeah. Dirt roads. It's and not a speed limit if you can't exceed it. I, but, I mean, you should. Everybody should do their part. And, uh, and, and, and whether it's good or bad, because, you know, it is a uh, what comes around goes around kind of thing. So sure. expect, expect the same thing. If I was out and I hooked something and pulled it up, and uh, as long as somebody's not getting in my face talking about hooks in the mouth or you know what that fish is going through, and I get the the liberal speak, that's a totally different subject. But if I see a guy walking off of the pier with a bucket full of uh, undersized redfish or trout or something like that, I'm definitely saying there's going to be a phone call. All right, I got one closing statement, but I'll catch it after the break because it's well. Then that wouldn't be a closing closing statement. First off, on this topic. It'd be an opening statement. All right, we're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild. That door is brought to you by Brandon Ford. We'll be right back. And the difference. Welcome in, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, uh, Vince, Bill George, and Slick hanging out with you on this beautiful Saturday morning. It's going to be a beautiful day in the neighborhoods. I still can't believe Bill George thought I was going to be a narc. Hey. My my thing is this. Oh, wait, is go. this your opening? This is your opening. Wait, 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 we gotta wait for the music. Oh, hang on, we Hold gotta on, wait for the music to stop so that you can do your Let's opening build, statement build here. The drama. Your honor. Okay. These resources are held in public trust. That means they are here for the citizens to use. Okay. The there should be bare minimum laws over that to ensure that it is here and here for many, many generations to come. No, not, no extra laws, no extra, oh, Johnny doesn't think you should have a a redfish over this amount. 
we should have a sustainable harvestable population for those who want to eat and consume this resource that is what it's here for not just for your enjoyment so too. what in god's name does that have to do with anything we talked about a lot of our it had everything to do with it i agree with him wholeheartedly and I, and you've heard me calling say this not calling that, that, that is the question that has to do with it when we have a closure of trout redfish and snook when we're above management goals above sustainability numbers out the roof and we're closed because certain people like Vince want to see oh, oh we should have more of these we should have we, we can, we're not where we want to be yet before you can have a fish to have for dinner it's not even it's not even the part of having the fish for dinner it's the part that the fish that we're trying to get are tearing up the natural resources to get the other fish I want for dinner oh what what uh, wait, I went back lost to me. Goliath. Oh, you went he back to oh, the Goliath. Because he said the fish I want. Oh, yeah. Well, see, I, I'm i under the impression that, uh, you know, government is here to uh, help if there is a problem. That is what they're supposed to do. And I, I hate the fact, and I agree with a lot of those people when they say these things like, I should be able to, as a free American who's here, protected under the Constitution, under God's good graces, that if I want to go out and shoot a couple of squirrels in July to go put on the back grill, then I should be okay able to do that. Now, of course, that's not during squirrel season. And uh, as Slick pointed out, that would be very hypocritical of anybody else who would do that to be able to allow that to happen or anything else. If you cannot afford to feed yourself, uh, you know, it's easy to say, well, go uh, find a food pantry or whatever, all that kind of stuff. I just never could understand. I've never got my mind around the slot limits on it when it comes to fish. You talk to guides and everybody else and all that stuff. They'll go, well, if you take out all the breeders, then there'll be no fish. And if you take out these, there'll, there'll be no fish. And they always talk about, like, let's just say bull reds, for, for, for instance. You know, anything over 40 inches or something like that. The big monster reds. The tanks. The big tanks. Yeah. Anything underneath that slot limit, there's a certain thing where you can't do that and you can't do this and you have to keep them within an area. I was never a fan of that. I don't like it. I understand that most of those biggies like that, they go offshore to breed. They don't do that here in Tampa Bay. They don't go over here to behind the dog track and have a great you know party. They go way out there offshore and do those kinds of things. I never could understand that. I, that's why I was a big proponent of how many fish you could keep regardless of whatever size it is. If if the slot if the, if the limit is two redfish per person, that does it should not matter how big they are. It should not, in my opinion. It, if you want to keep a 40, if Vince wants to keep a 40-incher and take a picture of it and go show it to all of his friends and go, look what I got, and then have it put it on the grill and feed 10 people with it, more power to you, brother. But I don't like them like that. They're a little wormy. They're a little tougher. They're tougher to clean. I want to keep mine about 12, 14 inches. So why can't I keep one of those that's 12 or 14 inches? And that's... I mean... There's a fine line, too. No, there's not there a fine no line. There is no fine line. There should be a number. There should be a number associated with it. And that's like these Goliath grouper. Going back to that. They'd say 200. 200 statewide is not going to put a dent in any road whatsoever. If you're going to do that, then it needs to be 200 along this stretch, and then 200 along that stretch, and then 200 along that stretch, 
And if you don't get them in within that slot limit and that stretch, then move and go down and go get them somewhere else. You got to understand right now, Vince. Snook symposium, catch and release kills almost all of those fish. One percent of snook are killed by people who are harvesting a snook for food. One percent of all mortality comes from somebody putting it on a table. Why do we need to limit the number or anything hardly on a snook if our usage is 1% well, of the mortality hold on, Going rate. back to what you were saying, though, those snook don't die when you release them. Not all of them. No, if you release them properly, no. Oh, not at all. And there are places in this state right now, you release it, and they will tell you there is a Goliath grouper waiting to eat it, a dolphin waiting to eat it, that's the circle of life. That no, has no, nothing no, no, to do no. with catch that and release. That has to do with the mortality because you pulled it out just for the fun of it, to take a picture with it, to put it in, to just have it. Now, if it would have been just swimming on its own, it wouldn't it's have still been, been alive. Yeah, it would have still been alive. Well, I, and a great example of that is when G. Loomis bought um, a big giant cabin over in Russia. They got it on some river over there, and it was like, you know, they did a whole story about how it takes like a week to get there. And the locals could never understand the, the concept of catch and release. They'd go out there and catch these big, giant salmon. Everything that they ever threw out of their tackle box caught a fish because those fish had never been fished, as in that way. Because the locals, they go out there, they need a fish, they go catch a fish, and they take it home. That's and they it. they eat fish. And they eat the fish. There's no go out to go catch and then uh, take a picture or hang out with it and then release it again. So those fish have never known catch and release. So everything they threw in there, they were catching fish with it. <laughs> and so the concept to them was so foreign. They were like, why are you throwing that back? And they're like, well, you know, we need catch and release. Why? Why are you catching them in the first place if yeah. you're not going to eat them? Oh, for the fun of it. We're doing it for the, for the fun, fun of, of it. it. And, you know, I used to catch so much grief <laughs> over that when I would be on this radio station and I would say, I don't bass fish the way that a lot of people bass fish because when I was a kid, we went out to go bass fishing to catch bass to bring them home to put them in bacon grease. You know, We didn't go and catch them to release them. We caught them to take and, them home. And my thing is, if you want to do catch and releases for yourself, that's fine. But in this world, the hunters and fishermen are constantly being berated by the antis. And when we say we're, they're here for us to eat, when you turn around and do it just to have a trophy fish in a or picture, to let it go. that, to me, is Gives going them to more be ammo. the ultimate ammunition to them. Vince? I'm just going <laughs> to let it go. I'm going to let it go. Because you know what? The catch release also helps sustain the fisheries. Oh, I'm, I'm okay And also, it, I, I can still get my fish mounted on the wall without killing a fish. Because so all you care about is a picture. No, it's and not. A, yeah. I also care about that fish's life, too. That's why I let him go. Yeah, your choice. I mean, that's I not exactly my choice. I should still have mine. No, you don't have a choice, Bill. I'm going to leave. <laughs> I'm going to be Braden. Kill them all. All right, we're going to take a break. It is the Big Wild Outdoors. We'll be back. Jeez. 
How does this always continue to turn into a nightmare during the break? Anyway, <laughs> it, it is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Fast cast for today. It's just all you need to know is just get out of the house. Oh, okay. Dude, beautiful. Go, go, go somewhere. I don't care where you go. Just go. It's, I sound like your parents when you were a child. I don't care. Just go. Find something to do. Grab a stick. Go, go do what you got to do. It's going to be a beautiful day. Uh, 73 degrees is what we're looking at. It's going to be nice and cool this evening. So it'd be a nice time to, you know what? Smartest kid in that I know of, Jeremy, my buddy out there at the G, he was a smart boy. He went and did his Valentine's Day with his fiance last night before the masses get all crazy and start to have to buy roses and blah, blah, blah. I was like, dude, that is so smart. Do it now. Do it early. And uh, he said, uh, he's like, yeah, so we're going to go out and do the Valentine's Day tonight. So what? What do you mean? No. That's a Hallmark Day. Bill, you know what? That's a Hallmark Day. You know what? I thought every it's a day, good day. I thought every day in the George house was Valentine's it Day. It is. You and Lovey Dovey. Every time you guys are together, you're like teenagers. And that's only once a month, so she's very well, happy. That's girl. true too. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, he's always gone. I, I, I do slow down every once in a while. He does. I we know. Were, we were in Rural King the other night. And I get a phone call. <laughs> that's so romantic. Hey and, baby, and, let's and, go to the Rural King. And, Look, no, they got machetes for six dollars. No, I. It was on the phone. I was telling Carlos about what we'd be doing Saturday, and she said, "Oh, that'd been nice to know a while ago." <laughs> Wait, were you buying a new outfit for your squirrel hunt, Bill? <laughs> no, no, no. Urban camouflage for the squirrel hunt, man. Oh Urban my lord! Camouflage. Yeah, because then that way they all look like uh, the guys at the park. Yeah, <laughs> you look like everybody else. <laughs> bag of peanuts, brown paper bag of peanuts, and a you know. Yeah. Taser. John, how you doing? Please save us with a phone call, for heaven's sakes. <laughs> good morning, everybody. Good morning. Up, how buddy? you doing, Big Hands? What's up? What are you doing? I'm always always good, man. I uh, wanted to let you guys know they're going to do that Take a Bet fishing event again on March the 9th. Are you going to are you allowed to keep uh, the are you allowed to keep the fish or do we have to turn them loose, Vince? Uh no, actually they got about six, oh, right, right at 600 pounds of fish the last time they did it. It's a free breakfast free fishing trip and they bring you back clean your fish do all that kind of stuff for you awesome. it's a nice time and they give you a reel that is awesome they, where, sh- they should have a big old vat of grease at the end of the cleaning table where them that up and drop. i think they well I, they do uh actually cook fish for you if you want to have fish fresh when you come back yeah they'll do all of that it's a pretty good organization it's uh, awesome. takeavetfishing.org I like it. And they're going to do it on March the 9th that John's Pass. They take uh, Hubbard's big boat, the overnight boat. Right. And they just they put them on there and take them out. So it's, good a, ways. it's a 12-hour trip, so it's early morning. Uh, uh, they leave early in the morning. Usually yeah. the last time they left right at 8 o'clock. And then uh, they're back in around 2. So it's about a half-day trip, half basically. Day. Yeah, so it's yeah. 3 or 5 yeah. mile. Yeah, that's not too bad. But, yeah, but they get on some good fish. Everything's free. They feed you breakfast, all that. It, I mean, it's a it's a good deal. I like really. it. When is that happening? So I'm, uh, that's going to be March the 9th okay. at uh, Hubbard's Marina. Good Lord, March and is going to be a nightmare can, for us. Yeah, yep. you can go online uh, to takeavetfishing.org and register that way, or you can call them. I've got a phone number if you want it. Nobody has a phone anymore. Are you kidding? This thing's went out with the uh, with the phone booth. Man. Um, Take a vet well, fishing dot to somebody. <laughs> John dot org. T- yeah. Dot org. Okay. 
All right, we'll try and Bill, take you got to give me that information on how to get a hold of the council meetings. So yes, yes, and we talked there and hammer it with you. We we turned around. We talked about that earlier in the show. The next one is actually March second and third here in Tampa Convention Center. So there's no hardly travel for those around this area. Oh, I don't mind traveling anyway. Oh, I, I know. Go make a point. Try to do things better for people. So yes, sir. yeah. Well, and I didn't listen to the show this morning. I was over at Tampa General trying to help somebody that's going to have a lung transplant get their VA stuff straightened out before anything goes wrong. Yes, well, sir. that sounds like so a pretty good excuse. That's a pretty good excuse for not listening to the show. I can understand that. <laughs> well, John, it's the only one I got, man. Thanks for the call. Remind us of when this event gets a little bit closer, will you, please? Yeah, sure. I'm going to put it on my Facebook page, and I'll, I'll forward it over to you. All right. That way you'll have it. That sounds great. Yes. Yeah, man. March is going to be uh, a lot of events coming up. All right. Go have a good day, man. Go have fun. All right. Uh, should we go with Gene? you want to get Gene? Yes, sir. Let's get him on. Gene, Gene, Gene. What's going on, my friend? Hey, guys. How y'all doing? <laughs> good morning. Good. Uh, were, your ears, were your ears burning because uh, you started an argument and you weren't even here during the break? I don't know, man. I mean, Bill brings up a big point. You can release a lot of fish, and, uh, you know, porpoise just gets it. So, well, you I, know, your, your good intentions are garbage. Gene, I, you're not helping me out there, buddy. Thanks. He's not going well, to. I, br- I brought it up during the break that when I was a kid growing up here, you and I and everybody else, we didn't go out to Weedon Island to go and catch and release. We went out there to catch fish, bring them back clean them on Tom's dock, throw all the uh, parts in the canal, and then cook them up. That's what we did. Brayden, 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 what's the best size redfish to eat? 14 uh, inches, 14 to 16 is my favorite size. I would say 12 to 14. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, when uh, you get 18, you're all right. When you're at 27, it's nasty. Yeah, and anything over that I understand. But, uh, you know, if somebody wants to keep a 40-incher and fry it up, hey, man, go for it. Do all what right, you why don't do. you say you're allowed 40 inches of redfish? Why don't you, you just could say have three twelve inchers? <laughs> you could have four ten inchers. Oh, I like that Gene, idea. Listen, FWC commission meeting. They're going to talk about <laughs> new redfish management styles. That you ought to bring up. That is a that, great idea. That is one of the best things you can how, have. X number of inches. How much use do they it pay? like you see it, or or like you know a limit. Like you can have uh, thirty six plus whatever goes over 36. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm so, a numbers guy. Give me how many numbers like, I can keep. I mean, when I go out, like you can fish. keep you can keep 50 panfish, okay? If you want to go out and keep so many bass on this, you can keep this many. I mean, I, I, it doesn't matter. I don't care what the length of it is. Well, if I want to keep... Now, Braden, in all fairness, you grew up with me. We caught 70, 80, 100, 12-inch redfish. And we ate every one of them. Not no, one of them went I to mean, waste. we didn't see any 36-inch redfish. That redfish closure, whatever that was, 30 years ago, that was a good law because we all of a sudden kind of made redfish into a sport fish. Those 36-inch fish, we really didn't see. They were out in the middle of the bay, but you didn't see them in Pappy's Bayou. Now we do. But, I mean, I, I have no idea how many small redfish are out there anymore because I don't even fish for them. You know what I mean? I, they're, they're not legal. Um, don't entertain, but we we could think of uh, our boat with redfish when we got a hold of them. Oh yeah, I mean there were there were times, but there was also a, a cutoff. You, I, Tom, I don't care if we had three or four people in a boat, we'd go out there. We may catch maybe five or six of them uh, a piece or whatever it was, and we'd divvy them up, and that, we'd be done for the we'd day. Call a lot more than that, buddy. Well, I mean, there were certain <laughs> there were certain days where we would, of course, but you know what? 
No, nobody stopped. Nobody stopped Tom's dad from going out there and filling the bottom of the boat with whiting. I mean, uh, I no, still, no, 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 or silver whiting. trout. I mean, Listen, he was the big whiting silver trout guy. Bridge, and we got all the fish we wanted. Yeah. So, so I mean, but I, I mean, you know, I'm sure there's plenty of small redfish. I'd rather eat a small redfish if I can have three small redfish. I mean, look, man, you could go and and well, like in, in Riviera Bayou, we grow up. I mean, an 18-inch redfish would be a rarity, but we could get plenty of, you know, t- you know, 12, 14-inch redfish. So let a guy keep two or three of those. I mean, that's got to be less damage on the breeding stock than one 27-inch redfish. Would you agree with you that, Bill George, or not? Well, I I think you should have the ability. Right now, our numbers are fantastic. I don't think we should be removing restrictions altogether you know, not necessarily on the number, but if it's under so many inches, if you want to put a cap on the big ones, I I don't have so much of a problem if you can have one over that size or something like that. But right now, our numbers are out the roof, and we should be able to keep more flexibility for the end user to make their own personal choice of what's right for them. You like a smaller fish? You don't want a bigger fish? You're. Go- I would say yes, you are going to do less damage. But if the guy wants to go out there and just catch dinner, if he doesn't have to catch 50 fish to find three that he can keep, right. you're killing less fish for the guy who just wants to eat the fish. I think we that- got porpoises, we got goliaths. We, you know, the big one for the guides, what do you think the big predator is for the guides they complain about dolphins dolphins mostly the, for that one yeah. that and the coumarans yeah the coumarans that come around some of those guide boats are just eaten especially trout yeah, yeah. any of those smaller trout that they let go they'll they'll jump sure, right on them 10 12 inch trout boom they're gone well yeah. I, I will say this that uh, you know i think that uh, the only species that i can ever recall that we went out and targeted where we would catch and release them but usually one of them would make it back as if we went out there and maybe went out to go shark fishing. If we were out there just to catch spinners for the day or whatever, that was a fishing. But that's a species that's a little hardier that doesn't go belly up 10 feet in the back of the boat after you drag it in like a trout or something like that and then release it. Uh, and even then, if you caught one that was within a decent size that wasn't too big, as Gina will tell you, and not too small, that sucker went home with us, man. I mean, Man, that, how far does it gut hook? Cook twelve inch, fourteen inch trout, make it. Oh, you know? that's why I said it's ten dead. feet off the back of the boat, and he's it's belly dead. up. He watch it float down the tide line. You know, yeah. And, and so, that's the thing. If, you know, I think your idea of the number is brilliant. I think if you said you have a forty inch something total of redfish, that's that's awesome. It, they want to hear new management styles. Give it to them. That's perfect. On Thursday, March third. What was the number you came up with? Forty two. Anything within 40? 40, 40 inches of redfish, or you know, thirty six plus whatever. So you know, you got three twelve inch trout, and then or, or redfish, and then one more. You know, well, you have, like to, that. you have you have to have a, an odd number so that you have a couple of trout that may have a. You know, uh, 12 or 14 and a half inch or 12 I, you and know, 316. Brayden, I, mean, I, I remember, like, the FWC, if you had a gut hood trout, if they popped it, yeah, it's gut hook. Go ahead and keep it. It's only 11 and a half inches. But, yeah, you're right. You know, I mean, they had some latitude and that kind of thing. 
Yeah, I, but, uh, I remember the one of the biggest redfish I ever saw. Uh, I mean, seriously, this is 42 inch. It sucked a, a mirror lure all the way down to the crushers, all the way down its throat. It's no not way, coming back. No way you're going to get that out of there. No way no. you're going to get it out, and it's going to survive. So is it better to cut that thing and let it go and starve itself to death or rip its throat out trying to get it out or take it home and eat it? I mean, uh, there has to be some sort of... But they're going to be Happy. some joker said, well, you stuffed that mirror lure down his throat to do that. You know, yeah. so that's catch. catch well, but if the numbers kind of are sustainable, let the people make their choices. Yeah. Well, Gino. Like I said, I, I just don't understand why the 12-inch redfish is out of the equation because that's the best one to eat. It is. You know. And, and, and you know what? I say the same thing about trout, too. If it's about 12 to 16 inches, then that's the perfect slot to uh, to eat. No. So. Uh, it should be a co- well. Let's just go ahead and just make it combined. So if it's forty inches of combined trout, red, redfish, trout, snook? redfish, or snook, it doesn't matter. I like that idea. I mean, if you want a clean eight-inch trout, more power to you. There's plenty <laughs> of out there. Well, right? you just fillet it open and lay it out on the grill, man. Well, That's all you got to do. You can make it a sardine. I mean, you know, but sure, why not? <laughs> you know, That's... I mean, in a winter day, that might be as big as you get. You get a whole of them. You might catch three hundred. None of them are over ten inches. I mean, you know, if you. If you want to clean them, I don't think you're depleting the species because you caught them until your arms got sore. That's true. So I I, but, I agree. All right. When winter day in a hole, that's all that's in there. Sometimes go out, get outside today, go catch something, Gene. I'm gonna get out in the sun, brother. No, you hey, guys man. have a good day. Enjoy right, the show. See all right, man. Thank you. Thank you for your content and starting another another battle. I'm gonna have to up that up. He likes 40 inches. I'm gonna have to go with like 42, 43, somewhere around there. Why? Why go more? So that way, if you go over a little bit on your minimum, All right, I like gonna, that. We're gonna take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by our good friends at Brandon Ford. Stay right there. We'll be back. Welcome back, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden Vince and Bill George is leaving. Bill, why are you leaving? Uh, I think we. Oh, he, got, he can't talk because his microphone's... Okay. I tell you, Slick is just not on the ball today. Well, he just got back from Booth. Leave him alone. Oh, no, from- no, 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 no. Don't even start this, all right? Because you and Shriner are saying the same thing. I'm sorry that I have to be up early while you guys get to, like, lollygag in. And it's all week, so... You know, you give him one weekend off to go play with big artillery guns, and then and, and it just, he no. just it so, takes him so a week to get back on. During the break, I guess Bill's getting mad. He's taking his ball uh, and going yeah, home. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going home. I, no, really, I have a uh, group of us that are meeting out for lunch up in Lake Pan area at the property. Uh, uh, so uh, they're more important. We have the, the two show. private properties. So you're going of, to Catfish Johnny's. Just no, spit no, it no. out. We're, we're having a cookout and clay shoot oh, right really? there in the, kitchen. in the woods. So we're going to go do that. They're starting at noon, but I have to run all the way home, grab the tractor, pick up Carlos, and then drive all the way out there. So I'll put on his good shirt. I'm so, so you noticed Carlos is involved in this conversation. Will we even bother to add, hey, do you want to come to the clay shoot, a well, barbecue, no, well, or hang we, out? Well, you're not going because we well, know you can't I'm shoot. I'm off today. I got nothing to do. Yeah, but you Thanks, can't Bill. shoot. So you want to come? I'll Bye. give you the address. No, I'm good. I don't want to go now. Oh, now you're mad. I don't want to go. Oh, it's fine. Yeah. Take your ball and go. <laughs> How about I throw in a hog gun for you? <laughs> I I could do that actually. <laughs> I'm on the oh, way. Oh, now you're interested. Ah, now I got you. So All yeah, right. I'm I'm going to get boogity boogity and uh, move on across the bay. All right, buddy. So, be safe. Right. Have a good Appreciate day. It. Take it easy, Bill. Just a heads up on the Howard Franklin. Please depart out of the left lane as quickly as possible. Bill George is on his way. Watch out I for the you, rolling thunder. I hope your premiums are up to date. I'm just yeah. I'm just trying to clear a path for him to get all the way. <laughs> 
get all the way back home to get the tractor. I don't know. Uh, I, I know he mentioned it in the first hour that I think it's 50 hours of service. How long has he had that thing? He just got it like right Less after Christmas. Than, not even that. I think it was like beginning of January. Yes. Second week of January. And yeah. he's already uh, he's already running into the ground. I mean, seriously, he's. Uh, tr- I think he's trying to break it just to see if he can do it. I think he's going to do it. Yeah. I wanted to give this out before we get out of here this morning. Uh, uh, I wanted to say that in the after the SHOT Show, it's always the same thing. After they do the SHOT Show every single year, uh, the phone rings at any gun shop in across America. Um, uh, being in the industry as long as we have, you can uh, a lot of friends of mine can attest to this, that immediately the phone starts ringing of, Hey, did you get? Can you get a? <laughs> uh, when are you guys expecting a? And it's like, dude, they just introduced the thing like uh, two weeks ago. They, you know, they announced it to the world that they're going to be producing A or B or whatever. And it's, you know, forget about it. Any calls on the AR Junior? Everything. I mean, seriously, I, when we mentioned it on the show, uh, there was a few uh, phone calls of, I heard you talking about it on the show this morning. When are they going to be available? When can we get those things? And I said, oh, we talked Not about yet. it on the show. <laughs> that you can go onto the website and you can place your order there if you'd like to get your name on the list kind of deal. But the big thing is it's no good to go buy a firearm of any kind if you can't put things to make it go boom in it. So, Which has of, been the problem for some time now. A lot of people are saying, why should I go buy this if I can't get ammo for that or, or whatever it is. But happy to announce that as the ammo shortage drags on, there is one bright spot for hunters and shooters, Remington. And now that they moved that plant over there in Lonicky, Arkansas, that was the one they took over. That they um, moved not that long ago, right? Yeah, that they sold off the assets to and all that. They said it's up and running at full capacity. They're going to be spitting it out there. And, of course, after Remington went bankrupt last summer, they sold the property off in the fall, and the factory had all gone but, but dark. They just shuttered it. And, of course, when the new people came in and took over it, they called everybody and said, hey, come on back. We want to put you back to work. As a matter of fact, I think they hired like 14, uh, 400 other people that had not been there before. Let me ask you this. With all the ammo shortage, have you seen a rise in archery, crossbows, regular compound bows? Not really. So you would think that people would want to do more, I and guess, I, with bows and whatnot. You would think that people would go and uh, try to find alternate uh, methods of going out and doing it, but most right. of those people already had that kind of stuff if that's what they wanted to get into. What I saw mostly was that people said, I can't find any 30 out 6 ammunition. How much is that 308? Because there's a million, billion rounds so of 308. So they're going the other road instead of not trying something new. They're going to say, I'll just get a different gun. Yeah, they just they would buy a different gun and they'd say, I see on the shelf you have like two shelves of 308 over here. Uh, how many 308s do you have? And you're like, well, you got these over here? And they're like, okay, I'll take that Remington Model 7. It's like I'm on the mindset I would try something different. If I can't get the ammo, I'll try something else. Well, you, I mean, think about it in the automobile industry. If you had a gasoline car and there was no more gasoline and there were still diesel, plenty of them available, and right, there was get a diesel. billions of gallons of or diesel. Or a horse. <laughs> I, guess, I guess you could do that. I guess you could do that as well. But uh, that's what we saw mostly was people were either changing calibers, trying to find ones that were readily available. And I think that for a lot of people, 
There were a lot of deer killed this past year with two two threes and five five sixes because you could find that ammunition. You right. could find soft points. You could find ballistic tips. Uh, of course, you had to have the discussion with a lot of people who would grab it and they'd say, you go into the range. No, I'm going to go deer hunting. And you'd say, well, you can't use that ammo for shooting. So on animals. the average, what's the, what's the most popular right now that you can get easily? I, well, nowadays it's starting to flow again. So we have 270, 30 out 6, 243, all the ones that were missing during the hunting season. But for during the hunting season, you had for a while 300 Win Mag, which a lot of, not a lot of people shoot, but people would buy them off the shelf just because, because was, they could have it. Yeah, because there was ammo available for it. And uh, a lot of 308s went out the door. Not a lot of 270s or 30 out 6s because there was, why should I buy it if I can't shoot it? That makes sense. So, um, you know, but the popular cartridges that you have in Florida, you know, with 243, 270, 30-06, of course, is always going to be a standard. But then you have, uh, uh, you know, some 308 shooters and things like that, and they were always fully capable. But then you started finding people who are like, well, you got a crap ton of 450 Bushmaster over here. Do you have any guns that shoot it? You know, that kind of thing. And you're like, no. Well, they'd pass up on that, and just go to the next. They go to the next one. You That's got the, crazy. To you me. got three hundred wind mags. You got nine thousand boxes of three hundred wind mag, and you go. Well, we got six of them up on the wall. Show me them. And, and then, then, you, they then you get a sale. And then you get a sale. Guy walks Makes in, and goes, "Hey, you got any two twenty Swift or you know twenty two Hornet or anything?" It's like, no, no. And I'm surprised people hasn't like rised up and make their own either. You can't get components. You can't get so primers. You can't get bullets. You can't get shells. You can't See, get holes. You can't get any of that. Uh, powders that we uh, can have uh, plastic straws, but we can't have ammo. <laughs> <laughs> no, you couldn't have plastic straws. <laughs> but now that's all starting to be available now to distributors. You know, because you know most gun shops rely on distributors. A lot of not a lot of them. We have a few that are factory direct that come straight out of there, but most of them go through distributors. And uh, they're starting to see more and more of it start. We to do need to get back to the point where we take care of our own stuff, man, and quit depending on everybody else. Well, that's you got to understand the whole manufacturing process I, from the hello, miners. What, what do I do? But from the miners <laughs> all the way from the guys who dig the copper out of the ground to the smelters, everything, anything where there was more than five employees and thing, COVID shut her down. You can't work. Yeah, you know what? We can only use COVID for so much longer. One guy in a factory. I'm sorry. One guy in a factory goes, <coughs> that's it. Everybody out. We're done. I mean, Shut we it can't down. use that as an excuse. We have to fig- figure a way to move on and move forward with it. It's been an excuse for everything. Pork production, beef yeah, it's production. It's a sad, sad it's, excuse. It's cars, manufacturing, any, anything. Well, I think it's starting to turn around. I, something's happening. I look at it this way. When you got the Canadians pissed off. <laughs> Have you seen what's going on up there? The the road. When you get the Canadians, is that insane? The most easy to get no, along with that's people. America, <laughs> America. Well, you would have thought that it would that fight would have started here, but I I'm, thought it was. You know, the nicest folks out of Canada. You know, all of a sudden their 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 hackles are up and they're shutting down everything. Now you know you've gone too far. When I, when I saw that line of truckers, I was like, "Oh, you go, boys! It's about I, time." I thought I would have said the same thing when I saw protests in France. I was like, "Wait a minute." This hasn't happened since the revolution. What's going on over <laughs> Houston, we have a problem. And I think they, uh, some people lost their heads over that one, so we'll have to wait and see. You ready for Sunday? You even going to watch? 
Uh, I'm kind of, sorta. I don't, I don't know. I, I have no dog in that fight. I want to so. see the icky shuffle. That's what I, I want to see. I, you know what? Being friends with Zach and Carrie and the and the Weish family and all that stuff for them, I want to see Cincinnati take it yeah. and take it all the way. I don't want to see Hollywood win. No, I don't. I don't either. That's 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 a Cinderella fluff team. I don't want to see it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. You know, I. I, I you know, I follow Zach and, and Carrie, you know, the kids, of course, Sam's kids and stuff. We we work together with the Bucks and all that stuff, and they're so thrilled about this moment, and they're showing a lot of videos of, of, of Sam, like, getting off the plane when they came back and all that kind of good stuff, and it was – it's it's just nice. It'd be nice to see a win for them. Yeah, I mean, Sin City deserves it. My sitter, my sister, who lived right across the river uh, in Covington, Kentucky, she was always a big Bengals fan. Yeah. Uh, you know, so – for them, I, I'm hoping for a victory. Hey, it's a girl's gonna get done every once in a while, and hopefully that's their day today, the Sunday. I think that uh, I don't know what it would do for the city of Cincinnati, but I think it would bring <laughs> at least a lot of joy because it can't be easy living there anyway. No, since he's not a great area, <laughs> I've been there, done that, didn't like it. Yeah, and I'm not a fan of Hollywood, so I'm with you on the. So I say Bengals all the way. I say Bengals by. I think it's going to be like 38 to 27. I will tell you this. I am not looking forward to the halftime show. I kind of am. It's like 90s for me. I kind of like it. No, no. I'd rather see uh, I'd rather see Ted Nugent yeah, out there. Well, or... you know, Ted's never going to do the Super Bowl. They won't let they will not let Ted do a Super Bowl. Well, you know what? The Who are reuniting uh, this year. Why don't they, they do that? Uh, have the Who because it's there. not the Rolling Stones. It's not the Who Janet have already Jackson. done the uh, yeah. Say the Who have already done yeah. the Super Bowl. So yeah, but so what? Bring them back. Let's what, do nah, keep. Why don't we do something different? Yeah. Led Zeppelin. No, not even that. Let's just do like I don't even know, dude. I'm so I don't really care for the AC Super Bowl. ACDC. That would be a good. That would be a good one, actually. Yeah, I mean, I don't know who you'd bring in there. Metallica, come on, man, that'd be Metallica awesome. And Metallica and ACDC, yeah, that'd be I great. I like it. Well, let's get ready for the game. I say that they do the Beatles tribute guys out there and make them do the entire album no. of Sergeant Pepper's. Brit, Brit Floyd or Brit. Aussie Floyd, the Aussie, Aussie Floyd. Floyd. Those guys are phenomenal. They would be good too. All right, we'll see you guys next weekend. Go out and enjoy this beautiful Saturday. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Always check us out online at bigandwild.com. It's bigandwild.com. Y'all have a good weekend. Catch past shows and all that stuff. See you guys. Have fun. 